Hi, John. Uh, welcome on Director Talks. And today, obviously, we'll be talking about your journey into the film industry, Hollywood, and all of that. But first of all, I watched your film, uh, Good Guy with a Gun, and it was intense. Like uh, <laughs> that is a very raging topic in the U.S. You know, gun control, gun yeah. violence. So, uh, was the inspiration from any real incident? Like, obviously, I read that it's from. Uh, Sandy Hook uh, massacre and uh, some other incidents. So, how did you come about it? Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, been sort of creeping up in my subconscious for a little while. Um, the the two incidents that were the biggest were the it was uh, I had a really uh, just very very disturbing dream this night um, about ten years ago, and I it was I was actually. Uh, dreaming that I was a shooter and it sounds crazy, but it was, it was, it literally changed. I think it might've changed my life having this dream. And I, and I went downstairs and started writing for the first time in months about um, what it must, but how does someone become this person? And uh, then I heard my wife screaming upstairs and I'm like, Oh, what is going on? And she said, so somebody shot a bunch of kids in Sandy Hook and it, it, uh, flipped me out a little bit uh, that I'd had that dream about three hours before it happened. And so I just, I carried that for a long time and, um, and everybody was affected by that. Um, not just, you know, especially in America though. Um, and then the next thing that happened was the, uh, as I call it, the inauguration, uh, the insurrection and the inauguration sort of like happening at the same time. And that just um, uh, got under, a lot of people's skins, <laughs> skin in America, and I was one of them. And uh, I had a different script that I wanted to, that I wanted to write, uh, was going to do rather it was written, but I just sort of put that one to the side and wrote this in about three days, uh, the basic outline of it. So those were the those were sort of the two things that um, that sort of combined. And a lot of my films tend to come out of things that are like nightmares or dreams, whether they're waking or sleeping so that's where that's where that came from two two nightmares <laughs> well, and that is intriguing because like obviously when i do get dreams and nightmares and that kind of inspires me to write sometimes it does it does yes yeah, like maybe it's... you get a deja vu sometimes i do get a deja vu i'll see it in a dream and then it happens and it's like oh my god i just had a dream i've heard that. about this you know it's yeah. funny i've never had a deja vu I've okay. never had that that experience. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Um, I'm so envious of people that talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but I do have dreams that are like sometimes. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't. I don't have the idea. That my idea of what a deja vu is that it's you. You experience something and you think you've actually uh, it's happened before. Right. Yeah. My dreams are crazy. <laughs> dreams are kind of kind of crazy how they how, yeah, right. how they work on us. So there is a parallel going on in the movie, like as in the title, it says good guy with a gun. So gun and good, it's like good and bad. Then in the film also, it's uh, the parent, like the friction between the parent and the teenage son. So it's kind of good and bad again. Then there is the church and then there is uh, the teens, they go and, you know, they learn firing or shooting their so there is this parallel going on. So uh, how was it challenging to show both, like both part of the communities, I can say one, 
is pro or one is against so are you like pro or against the gun violence it's such i mean i i don't know there's like nobody who would dare to answer that they're pro gun violence yeah. <laughs> but it's so interesting you you you, uh, you asked that question in the first yeah. interview I've, I've had around this um where someone's asked me that and i expect to be told asked this a lot in america is uh are you pro or anti or are you are you pro gun or anti-gun and um and so there's like this line that we have in america and it's like are you on this side of the line they'll literally say are you on this yeah. side of the line or that side yeah. of the line and the, the thing that's so fascinating about that is we have to keep reminding ourselves that that's a false line that line is decided by someone else. So I kind of reject the premise that there is a line. It's more of should be a discussion and an area that we are able to sort of cross over and live around without uh, without so much so much conflict. And also where this supposed line has been placed is so extreme. It's 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 been determined by the gun industry. Um, so for me, as a gun as a gun owner and a hunter. Um, my beliefs make me anti-gun the way that it is defined in America. It's absurd because I believe in any kind of regulation, because I believe in any kind of like um, responsible manufacturing uh, and selling, marketing of guns, weapons of that I would consider weapons of war. Um, uh, I guess I'm anti-gun, but I own several. And I, I was just out yesterday and today I'll be, I'll be, dressing i'll be butchering my my deer that i got so i'm a i'm a pretty avid sportsman with guns who apparently is anti-gun if you were to listen to the idiotic arguments that are made in america okay. by the pro-gun side pro which are, it's crazy <laughs> so what do you think uh prompts uh young people into gun violence uh, is it like the gaming culture they're too much into like the dark web and all these things or is it society yeah. pressure or like you know things happening in the house itself maybe like the psychologically they are affected or peer pressure mostly because in this it's shown like he's too much uh, with his friends the influenced by his friends their opinion yeah i think it's such a good question i see i'm not i'm i'm not a gamer so i don't know i know that someone gets blamed on that and um and i you know i'd probably be appalled by some games that I, i'd see but i'm not a gamer so i'm not exposed to that so i can't really speak to that too much but um i think one of the, one of the things that we focused on when when we were discussing this or the people that i i would i've had long discussions with because i I talk about it. And I want to hear people's opinions. Mm-hmm. It seems to be there seems to be a lot of fear that gets um, gets harnessed, fear and anger and issues of masculinity a lot, um, and and so that's kind of what I sort of brought to the forefront of my main character was was living with some grief and anger that he didn't know how to process around his father's death. That was mm-hmm. you know in the city then violent death and and his anger around that and his and his general fear um that i think everybody has uh this is everyone's afraid no one wants to admit it and you know young men are he's a young man without a father and um i think a lot of young men are looking for some sort of guidance and and uh, and there's a certain sort of 
strain of uh, need for a male figure that's currently going on in America with with like Trump as this is this authoritarian sort of like the worst father of all time certainly the worst child of all time but somehow people find him um, strong and appealing and a man <laughs> like he's the worst man I've ever seen if I had a kid like him I'd be ashamed of myself uh, but you know apparently there's something about him that 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 draws people to uh, some sort of ideal of masculinity or uh, leadership mm-hmm. and um, and it's just there's a there's a certain group of people that really need that in their in their lives um, you know, and Jordan Peterson has talked a lot about this. I don't know whether you like him or don't like him. He's made, it seems to have made a lot of his career based on talking about this uh, to and about young men and their need for that. Uh, so the film has already premiered uh, worldwide or it's going to premiere? Like, uh, when is it happening? It's premiering in uh, three days on Friday night in New York City, of all places. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in New York, right on on Broadway at the Regal Square Theater, uh, right by or Union Regal, Union the Union Regal Theater. It's right by Union Square, and it's at nine thirty on Friday night, um, eight fifty North Broadway, and um, yeah, that's going to be the world premiere. So we've got we've we've uh, we're also going to be uh, in Buenos Aires not too long. So those of you that are watching from Buenos Aires. Uh, um, I'll see you there. <laughs> uh, it's already on uh, online on Vimeo. So uh, I would like to know how was the initial reaction of people? Like, have all people seen it? Like the ones who have seen? No, it? we. You're one of the few because you okay. just have a private lake. Okay. Um, but the people that see it, I think I I'm so curious. I I don't know. I I've. I think you're the first person I've talked to that has seen it. Well, one of the first. There's only been a couple that have seen it that I wasn't sitting in the room with or working on it. So, um, yeah, it's, I guess it's people have, have thought it's intense. Um, uh, gets it, that last half gets pretty intense. Yes. It's it's, um, but it's also just a family. It's also a family drama with I think some lighthearted moments in it mm-hmm. before things go awful. You know, which is just what life is is like. Like we have we have a lot of fun and deal with a lot of tough things with humor and even though the kid's going through some tough times there's you know there's laughs and there's love in it and it's just uh, there's a certain coming of age quality to the film but um you know it's it's basically a story about a kid who's trying to figure out who who he's going who he wants to be or who he is and he goes down a, a path that that is uh you know damn near impossible to walk back from and, um, you know, if you do walk back from that, it's not without a great cost to, to themselves or in our society, I, I sort of made it a bit of an analogy or a metaphor for, for an American society where, you know, I've, we've been seeing the Republican Party in, the, in particular go down this path for, for a while. And, you know, I, I had great respect for the Republican Party of old. Um, but we could see they were they were kind of toying with how to harness this power of the religious right mm-hmm. and the gun freaks, which have joined curiously into one strong force where it's like guns and religion are so closely aligned right now. It's pretty terrifying in America. That seems to just be some the new norm. 
but uh, it's going to be really hard for us to to walk it back. But I think as a you know as a, as a fractured or semi fractured American family, I think we can do it. It's just um, it's it's going to take a lot of brave people doing things, um, admitting things, okay. <laughs> rejecting components of their of of uh, the system that gives them power. Um, we have to we have to marginalize uh, the loonies in our midst. I think. I don't know what's it like where you live. Do you have what are your gun laws there? Uh, they're pretty strict here in India, actually. But still, there is the debate and the controversy. All of that, like people do owe guns and they do use it, but no, it's not very frequent here. Uh, kind of shootings and mass shootings. We don't have all that here too much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do people carry uh, handguns or is it mostly people just own rifles and things like that for hunting? They do have uh, rifles and handguns. They do have, but I think it's mostly the elite, not like the common man here. So it's very rare, you can say. Not much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the world just must look at America as crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Like how do why 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 do we have so we have so many more guns than human beings in our country? Right, it's a fact. I, we have more I guns believe each uh, like the audience will be able to identify with the characters. Like if it's a teen watching, then they will be able to identify with whatever is shown with the group and the parents in one place. Then there is the clergyman, and you know then the church members who like sometimes come in give a lot of preachings and also I think everyone will be able to identify themselves somewhere else in the film. That's what I feel. Oh, that's really, that's a really wonderful comment. I, I, I really appreciate that. Actually. I, I tried to give everybody like a fair shake yeah. as to, you know, who's represented in this. They're all people that I've pretty much known and, um, you know, loved at some point, but you know, the bad guy, I mean, you really got to, got to get down to it. There are some bad guys in this world. Right. Uh, and I've met a few of them. And, um, and it's, it's a shame, you know, because a lot of people, I think the young, the young guy, Kate, there's a comment in there. It's like, Kate, you better stop listening to your daddy. You're about six months away from becoming a full baked asshole. I can see that. And I think that's kind of like the case. It's like, you can, you can see somebody is just on the, they can still be saved. Yes. They, they haven't gone over the edge yet. Yes. And then when they do, um, actually there's studies that have said, yeah. That when people get to that point that they're starting to get in America, where they believe all the conspiracies, where they start to buy into all these lies, that there's no saving them. Like, okay. there's no evidence that we can actually bring them back from that. Although they said, there is a study that said if you get them to stop watching Fox News, that their perspective <laughs> changes <laughs> drastically in like two months. Too much of debate on the news channels, that is it. Yeah. Yeah, they just get a little bit uh, brainwashed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you yeah. uh, enjoy being the most, like an actor, a director, or a writer? Like, to, uh, like it's multitasking, I would say. But what yeah, do you I, you know, I think they all sort of feed the other. <clears throat> I think, I think that each one is, um, I, I, if you look at what I've done most, it's probably act more because that's just like, it's a job and you get paid for it and there's more plays out and, and it's very rare for someone i mean a lot of directors only 
only have a few films in their life uh, features. I've got a bunch of shorts and only two features. I hope to have a bunch more features. But um, so if you look at what I do just by sheer volume and mass, I'm more of an actor. But I think if you look at, if you really want to look at who I am um, in my whole and see a, maybe a stronger reflection of who I am is in my films, I don't know which I prefer. I just, I think each one sort of accentuates the other. Um, and I get to work different parts of my brain and creative process and work with people differently. Acting's hard, especially when you're in a play. It's, it's hard. You've got like 30, 40, 50 performances. Um, you have to be there every night. <laughs> you can't have an off night yeah. directing, you know, you, you only have to be on for, you know, 22 mm -hmm. days or whatever. So, um, or directing as, as a theater director. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit, there's a little, I consider acting a little bit harder, more rigorous. Um, but uh, when you're in the middle of, of making a movie, that's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in the most intense way. Yeah. Uh, so I like it all though. <laughs> okay. Uh, so before we can wrap up, uh, what is your message for the youngsters uh, of America and probably on this debating topic of gun control? and what is your message for filmmakers as a filmmaker if they want to make uh, films on this issue so how they could go about it first of all if i have any message it's like you can be your own person and you can have your own opinions and you don't have to be a sheep and follow the crowd because they're going to bully you if you have your own opinions and you diverge from the from the herd which is what so many people are afraid of uh 40% 43% of America thinks the NRA is could legitimately be called a terrorist organization. Not what I'd call them. I'd call them a terrorist enabling organization. Yeah. But, but to actually say that as a gun owner is um, the, a lot of heat comes down on you. And that's and anything you do. It's really what my dad taught me was like, be careful what path you go down because it's really hard to walk back. Uh, he was a very conservative man, and I know he regretted the path that he helped enable in the current political structure as a Republican. Um, he thought that they brought in a bunch of a-holes, as he put it, and, but it was too late to change it. And I just was reminded of his really good advice when I was younger. And it's really just, it's laid throughout this movie, and that is really think about the steps you're taking because at some point you cannot walk it back without great cost. <laughs> so, so not to be overly cautious, like be bold in your life, but think about where you're going and who, and, and who you're hanging with. And those are the words of my dad. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. That's funny. I'm turning into my dad. My work. At some point, everyone does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Yeah. And as a filmmaker, yeah, make your yeah. films, make the films that are important to you. Um, not what you think. I don't know. I mean, who am I to give advice? But I, I, I do what I want and I do like that. So. I, um, and so from that perspective, I feel like I, I feel a level of success because I get to do just the things that I pretty much just want to do. And and I would say just keep working towards the things that on a on a continuum. 
the spectrum. Keep moving toward the things you do like to do and get rid of the things you don't like to do. And, and, and eventually you'll be doing more of the things you really like doing and, um, and find the people that like you like doing them with. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm around a lot of really creative, amazing people. <laughs> so many amazing actors and, uh, you know, producers and, and, uh, and friends that are creative yeah, it's cool. It's cool business. It must be great for you. You get to meet all these people. Hello. Uh, do you ever get to meet anyone in person? Mm, I didn't meet anyone in person because, but I have a lot of uh, friends online virtually. I've taken interviews, so I get to meet a lot of filmmakers and a lot of directors. I get to know their style, and we do have a film festival as well. So I connect with a lot of people. I am dying to get into an Indian film festival. I'll say I'm dying to. Do you have any suggestions? I've I've been wanting to visit. Um, I studied I studied uh, Kalarapayat and and, uh, and the Kudiyattam theater when I was in college. So I always had was dealing with you know meeting people from India that were coming over from Kerala and Kerala. and uh, and and I they always like uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Is that right? That's right. I am sure. from Kerala, but born in Bhopal. Oh, you are. Astra, yes. Oh, okay. So that the. the so I was always having people visiting from Kerala at my at my school was they were teaching us like this sort of mask and and uh, martial arts forms yes. and they always invited me there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm like I'll never I'll never get there, but I'm I'm like maybe I'm hoping that this this film brings me there. I've I've actually been looking at festivals, so if you have any that you think would would uh, enjoy seeing uh, this in their lineup, I would. I would love any suggestions. Sure. I'll a reason send to go you. visit. Yeah, sure. I'll send you. Yeah. Great. And if you get to Chicago, you have to come, you know, we'll actually see each other face to face. And sure. I promise you won't get shot. Everyone's like, don't go to Chicago. You'll get shot. <laughs> yeah. You won't. Yeah. Chicago's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I'll, I'll surely contact you when I come there. Okay. Uh, and before we can say bye to our viewers and our listeners, uh, how do we connect with you online? Like your social media uh, handles, your website, like if you just tell us. Well, uh, my website is is uh, mossmanfilms.com. And I was just told by my wife that I, I need to uh, reconnect on social media. I got off it. Um, I just couldn't take all the loonies, but yeah. I need to get back on. And, and so I will be back on Facebook probably very shortly, John Mossman, but Mossman Films is a, is a good way just to reach out to me. And there's an email there, you know, John at Mossman Films is an easy way to reach out to me. Um, if you don't like what I said, good, give me a call. <laughs> drop me an email come see my film yeah. you can you know nice thing about film fest if you hate yeah. it you know you get you get to tell the person yeah. how much you hated their film right. um, and if you liked it even better yeah i would love to i would love to meet everybody i um i'm pretty reasonable and uh, uh but I, I really do like discussion around this topic and i and i yeah. find that there are oftentimes more um more things that bring me in common or that we have in common than we have differences. Um, it's just, it's so filled with emotion that we just, we just put up a barrier really fast and we put up our shield and our guards and you know, here's the opposition. And it's like, actually we're not, you know, we only have a couple little disagreements. We should right. be able to get over that. Right. 
So it was fun talking yeah. with you, John, and thank you yeah, for nice coming on uh, Director Talks. And wish you luck with the film, and hope to see you soon on some of the Indian film festival scene. Thank you so That much. That would be great. Yeah. Thanks for chatting. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Imagine not being alone, even in a crowd. Imagine being connected with your favorite celebrities, sports stars, and news channels on the go. Imagine tuning in with your loved ones to your favorite podcast shows. The possibilities are endless with the Newsly app. Tune in 24/7 to a world of trending news, views, and reviews. For the first time, the web turns listenable with podcasts from over 40 countries and hot topics. all in natural human voice so tune in to director talks too and meet film industry personalities right in your living room car or couch download the newsly app now and it's compatible for ios and android check out the description for more details so stop scrolling and start tuning in